everyone, this is Free Food for Thought, a student-run, student-focused podcast here to feed your curiosity. I'm Sabrina. Hi, I'm Izzy, and today we are thrilled to have Dan Rose here with us today. Dan Rose is currently the chairman of KOTU, a venture capital firm based in San Francisco, and has had two decades of experience in leadership roles at both Amazon and Facebook. He was at Amazon from 1999 to 2006, where he managed retail divisions and helped incubate the Kindle. During his 13 years as vice president of partnerships at Facebook, he helped grow the company from 130 employees to more than 30,000 and was responsible for early monetization strategy, business development, M&A, and community operations. Thank you so much for joining us, Mr. Rose. Thank you for having me. So we normally like to ask our guests to talk about an inflection point in their life, a place where they had to pivot or adjust in their career or their personal lives. Could you share a moment with us? Sure. Probably the biggest inflection point in my life was actually when I was in college. Um, I was a freshman at Harvard, and my whole life up to that point had kind of been going down a specific path. Uh, Obviously, I was a good student in high school. Um, I was the both the valedictorian and the president of my class. Wow. Uh, A large high school of 500, uh, public high school of Mm -hmm. 500 students in South Florida. Um, I got into Harvard, which was kind of my dream. And um, my parents, who had been a little bit nervous about my kind of extreme obsession with getting straight A's and, Mm -hmm. you know, being the perfect, you know, kid in high school assumed that when I got into college I would sort of calm down but in fact if anything I got even more stressed out (laughs) Um, started getting straight A's at Harvard which was even Mm -hmm. harder because now I'm competing against all these really really smart kids Mm -hmm. and um, after my freshman year my parents said you know um, we're obviously really proud of all of your success but we're kind of worried that you're a little too you know um, stressed and and focused on perfection and we heard about this um, personal growth seminar, and we thought you might be interested in, in going. Um, what they were really saying was that they were interested in going, but they were too scared. So they wanted to send me <laughs> as the guinea pig. And, um, and they did that. And it ended up being a really uh, important uh, experience for me. Um, I went for a week to the mountains in California and did some self-reflection. It was the first time in my life I had ever done that. And I was so moved by it. Um, not only did I encourage my parents to then experience the, the same program and the rest of our family, but actually after college, instead of doing what I probably would have done had it not been for this experience, which was maybe go to law school or go into you know some kind of high-powered career right after college, I actually did something very uh, untraditional, and I went to work for the company that taught these personal growth mm, seminars. Oh, wow. So I spent the first two years of my career working for a small company that basically gathered people in the mountains for a week and encouraged them to uh, you know, reflect on their lives. Um, and I kind of looked at it as graduate school for life. Instead of going mm-hmm. to a graduate school for business or law school or medical school, I thought I might learn about life through that experience. And that was obviously really important because it set the foundation for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. but it was also important because I met my wife oh, wow. uh, through that experience oh, wow. as well. Very cool. 
Um, so we'd like to talk more about your education at Harvard. So from our, our understanding, you majored in sociology, right? Yes, I did. And so we were wondering how that might have informed your career moving forward, how it might have influenced your career path. You know, there's not that many jobs that, um, in business at least, that mm -hmm. really, um, you know, sociology is a great preparation for. But as it turns out, I happened to find the one company in the world <laughs> that um, was kind of a giant sociology experiment, and that mm. was Facebook. Yeah, I see. And yeah. so when I joined, when I learned about Facebook, um, you know, this college social network at the time that I mm -hmm. joined, it was still for college students only. Um, I looked at it and I thought, wow, this is really interesting. Here you have people who are putting their real identities onto the internet, which at the time was really not a thing. Um, and they're connecting with each other. And it, for me, it felt very relevant, not just because I thought it was an interesting business, but because of what I had studied in college and what I had always been interested in, which is kind of how people interact with each other in a social way. So on that point, um, you mentioned that the, I mean, you touched about the fact that going through this personal growth seminar journey thing was very influential on your outlook in life. And so I was just wondering from someone who's a very achievement oriented scholar back in his younger days, I was wondering what you see the role of higher education be in preparing students and especially students as individuals, as people, as they move forward in their life and in terms of preparing them for their careers or even just their outlook, their perspective on life in general. I think college is an incredible time to just explore the world and, mm -hmm. and learn and um, and you know what the mistake that I had made when I got to Harvard was not realizing that I had already got I was there you know I had all mm -hmm. the hard work that I had put in got me to be accepted at Harvard I didn't need to keep doing that I what at that moment in time what I needed to do was step back and really think about how do I take advantage of this opportunity. Mm and not be focused on getting straight A's and you know doing all the things that had got me to that point, but rather really just experiencing the world in a much deeper and, and broader way. And um, actually, I'm really proud of my son, Alex, who's a senior at Claremont mm -hmm. McKenna, because when he came here as a freshman, he thought he was going to study computer science. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Of course, he grew up in Silicon Valley, and his mm -hmm. dad worked for the internet companies, and that was a natural thing to do. And then computer science is an incredible major if you are passionate about it, because it probably is the single best uh, major for helping you get a job after college. So I certainly wasn't um, in any way discouraging him from doing that. If anything, I was probably encouraging it. But when he got here, he took a step back and without any influence from me directly, he decided instead to major in uh, comparative religion. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is a pivot, yeah. So um, I think, you know, I think that was the right choice for him. And it's not going to be as easy for him to get a job after college. Yeah. <laughs> but I think he uh, will be a more well-rounded person. And the reality is when you enter the workforce, for long longevity of your career and for the kind of, you know, um, trajectory of your career, it's more important to be well-rounded. Mm -hmm. um, it's more important <clears throat> to be interested and interesting than to be, you know, an expert at one thing and have always been the best at that thing. So, what advice would you have for a college student that 
is really confused about what they want to do when they when they grow up, so to say, um, and really just doesn't know what their interests will lead them to down the path. So maybe they might feel pressure to go to law school or business school or medical school because it's kind of this prescribed path that seems like a sure thing. So what advice would you give them, people who are just confused about their place in the world? So the first thing I would say is don't do something because your parents want you to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's speaking as a parent who has ideas for what I would like my kids to do. Okay. (laughs) So I am not saying that parents shouldn't have ideas. It's impossible. We're parents. That's who we are. But I do think it's important for kids to find their own path. And in some ways, it's actually part of becoming an adult is doing things that your parents explicitly don't want you to do. Mm -hmm. Certainly when I went to work for this personal growth seminar after college, my parents were not particularly thrilled. (laughs) They had just spent a lot of money on my education, Mm -hmm. and this looked like a total left turn. But, um, you know, I felt it was important and for me to become an individual and not just their child, that actually ended up being really important. So the first advice I have is, you know, don't just do something because your parents are pushing you in that direction. you know, I when I was in college and when I was going through this process of kind of learning about the world in a broader way, um, one of the um, people I came across was Joseph Campbell. Mm-hmm. And he became a really influential kind of um, person in my life. I read all of his books and I, um, you know, watched his interviews on television. And, um, and he used to tell his students when he was a professor in college, Um, something really simple and that was follow your bliss Mm. and I always thought that's how I want to live my life and I've carried that with me Um, in fact when I joined Facebook in 2006 we used to um, give employees badges so they could get in Uh. through security and on your badge you had a picture of yourself and then you had a quote and that was taken from the website because at the time when you uploaded your picture to Facebook for your profile page you also had a an area to enter in your favorite quote. And both on the website and on my badge, I entered Follow Your Bliss. Mm -hmm. And that's always kind of been um, the thing that I've tried to do in my life. Um, And I would encourage everyone to to try to do that. So what's your favorite Joseph Campbell book and why? Well, the, um, the one that, you know, has sort of been probably the most impactful is uh, The Hero with a Thousand Faces. And I'll actually be speaking about this in my in my talk today. Um, but this is uh, the book where he basically studied all of the um, religions and cultures and the stories that they told themselves and told each other um, over you know the years of human history, and found this kind of common thread across all of them, which is this hero's journey. Mm-hmm. And um, and the 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 amazing thing about that is how similar these stories are from cultures that have obviously never come into contact with each other. And so his conclusion was there was some basic uh, sort of humanity in this notion of a journey from being part of a society to leaving that society and having struggles and from those struggles kind of having revelations that then you bring back to society and that changes the society. And when I say society, it can mean you know, the society at large, or it can mean a smaller group like your your own tribe or your, even your family. Um, but really what it means is actually society in some ways is just a metaphor for yourself. And the transformation in yourself that we all go through 
we're all heroes in our own lives. And um, that book, I think, you know, has some real, really important messages. And uh, it's certainly informed my life in a big way. And it's something that I've shared with, as I've become a manager and a leader of teams in, in a business environment, I've tried to share that with them. And I'll be sharing it with uh, the, the students who show up for my app talk today. So just circling back a little bit to your, um, earlier you talked about having a more holistic wellness as a person um, but at the same time you also did talk about how if you hadn't go through that personal growth camp uh, you might have pursued a very um, typically high-strung very intense work kind of path career mm -hmm. path and I was just wondering um, in a way your involvement in Facebook and Amazon is what is now at least considered such career paths. Um, and so I just wanted to ask what you do um, for yourself to maintain a work-life balance to keep that holistic wellness as a person and as an individual. Yeah, I'm, I think it's important to not confuse the fact that I took a detour and went down a different um, path from any lack of ambition mm -hmm. in my career for sure. or in my life. Um, I, I think uh, you know, what I ended up doing is actually discovering that what I was passionate about was business. And I probably m would have gotten there eventually, but I don't think I would have gotten there right away um, because the norm, the sort of straight line path that I was on was probably to go do something like law school mm -hmm. um, where, you know, I might have spent three years and then became a lawyer. And then eventually maybe I would have figured out that I wanted to do something in business instead. And just by serendipity, I ended up working for a small company that had mm -hmm. um, eight employees. And through that experience, thinking that I was going to be learning about life and kind of, you know, how to live the best life, I ended up discovering that I was really interested in, like, the fact that we had bills we had to pay and accounts receivable that we had to collect. Yes. <laughs> and I thought, wow, this is a really interesting thing. Like business could be the thing I want to do with my life. And it ended up taking me on that path. The other thing I would say is, you know, um, I had children at a young age, and I think that helped keep me grounded um, when the people around me at these intense jobs and intense companies were working 20 hours a day. And um, uh, you know, were uh, spending all their time in the office. I would go home every night to have dinner because I had young children and that was really important to me. Um, and so that helped me stay grounded. And um, I'm not suggesting that people have kids as early as I did. I think I was unusually young mm -hmm. for uh, starting a family, but my wife and I just knew at a young age we wanted to do that. But I do think, um, you know, finding a way to sort of give yourself some guardrails around just maintaining balance and not finding yourself as a young adult naturally kind of gravitationally pulled into working all the time is important. And the last thing I would say is just recently I started meditating and I wish I had started earlier, but one thing that is often, I think, uh, confused about meditation is people think, wow, if I meditate, I'm just going to be zenned out all the time and, you know, I might lose my edge. And if I do that, I won't be as successful. And actually, I think it's the exact opposite. If um, you look at some of the greatest athletes of all time. Michael Jordan famously mm. meditated, and it certainly didn't remove in any way his you know, desire to succeed. It actually gave him 
a way to channel all of his energy into his success in a much less, um, in, in a way that was m less trying to succeed and more allowing success to come through him. Mm -hmm. And I think that's um, something that, um, you know, people can sort of try to internalize and, and uh, it's been helpful for me. So you mentioned that you worked at Facebook kind of in its infancy, right? So how did you decide what direction you wanted Facebook to grow? Well, I was lucky. I worked for two of the greatest founders mm -hmm. and CEOs of the last hundred years, Jeff Bezos yeah. and Mark Zuckerberg. Yes. And um, I was you know, a part of uh, the journey that they really um, started and they had I think the thing that they both had in common and one of the reasons that they've both been so successful is they just had incredible long-term visions for what mm -hmm. they wanted their companies to be. Um, and almost from the very beginning sort of knew what they wanted that to look like 10 or 20 years down the road. Um, and I was very aligned with those visions. It was the reason why I stayed at Amazon for seven years, despite the fact that um, less than a year after I joined, the internet bubble burst and <laughs> Amazon was really in trouble and um, many people thought it was going to go out of business and a lot of employees left because they thought the company was going to go bankrupt. But I really believed in the vision that we had and that Jeff Bezos had um, and I wanted to be a part of that. And then at, at Facebook, you know, from day one, Mark really believed that what Facebook was doing was going to be something that every person in the world would want eventually to, to be a part of. Um, and really the entire journey has been um, sort of fulfilling that, that idea. So just on the point about all these tech giants, um, there's no doubt that the business landscape is being greatly dis disrupted by technology and all these new trends like big data, AI, cybersecurity. And so I was just wondering if you had a, your two cents on what the biggest challenges for businesses in general are, and specifically with regards to this changing dynamic tech landscape, and how should businesses prepare themselves in the face of these challenges? I think the internet is one of these fundamental innovations that come along maybe every 100 or 200 years. And I feel very fortunate that my career started right at the same time that the internet really began. I graduated from college in 1994, and that was the year that the first web browser um, became available. And, um, and so, you know, for me, my entire career has been shaped by this fundamental technology. And I don't believe we're anywhere close to the end of that. And so I think of kind of people who are entering the workforce today as a really special and great time to be taken advantage of what is going to probably continue to be a trend for many decades to come. And in some ways, almost better than when I started, because when I started, it was really just getting going. And now you're seeing it influence every part of business. For the last question, um, I was, you know, there's just so many, so many things to learn, so many things to keep updated with in this world today. And I guess what is, I was just wondering if you could share maybe a little bit on how you stay up to date with all these changing times like the news from all different fields is there just seems to be everything available and so little time to get through not even half of it yeah i think you know i'm um 
partly responsible for that. You know, okay. we all have these feeds that are coming at us now with almost infinite information flow and um, it can be overwhelming. I choose to look at it through the lens that it's, you know, um, an incredible opportunity. Um, it used to be that you'd pick up the newspaper and you'd read it. And when you were done reading it, that was it. You were done. Now you can literally just continue until you run out of time or until you decide that you want to move on to the next thing. It used to be that when you turn on the TV, you could only choose from the channels that were on. Now you have infinite choice and um, and so on. Um, so I think that it really requires people to have um, a, a, a discipline around how they curate the information that they consume um, because it can definitely, you know, consume us. Yes. But, mm -hmm. um, but if you uh, have discipline and you're deliberate about how you spend your time and what information you consume, I think it's, you know, it's a great gift. And the last thing I would say on this is um, I read a lot of books. Mm -hmm. um, I don't finish every book that I start, but I start a lot of books and I finish many of them. Um, and I love my Kindle. I was part of the team at mm -hmm. Amazon that built the Kindle. And uh, I, I have probably 200 books on my Kindle wow. that are always with me and I can always pick them up and read them at any time. And I think, you know, with all the feeds and digital information available and being pushed to us all the time, news and so on. It's really important to take time to just read books as well. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have today. Thank you, Dan Rose, for joining us. And to all our listeners, remember to stay hungry.